by Junkie Show Podcast, episode 093. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 93. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Are you ready, Mr. Smith? Yeah, that intro makes me want to jam. <laughs> so I'll do the Roger Rabbit. You want to just get down. I get it. Get down to it. <laughs> oh, my god! Cut gosh. a rug, goddammit. Hi, baby doll. Hey, how are you? I'm so good. Yeah. I'm feeling a little furry still, are you? A little furry? Oh, from our little rabbit cleanup? Well, I don't know if we've told you this before, but we have two rabbits. And we- we just cleaned about eight rabbits out of that cage. Which, which we lovingly refer to as the bits. The bits. And... <laughs> Oh my gosh, Mr. Smith being a gigantic human with these tiny little bits. They're s- it's so cute. They're adorable. You're so cute with them. But Thank you. The fur, it, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, it was everywhere. Buns with the fur. <laughs> I mean, it's, Buns with the fur. It's, with the fur. It's out of control. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of like when you get your hair cut and you kind of, you don't know because you're totally bald. But Yeah, I get my hair cut all the time. I'm assuming there's going to be people out there who can relate I'm when sure. you get your hair cut and if you don't take a shower like pretty quickly after <coughs> oh. that you always kind of feel like you've got hairs yeah, flying everywhere they kind of poke you through the collar pokey. yeah yeah Been so there. anyway this is a podcast on personal development everybody it is <laughs> <laughs> and hello we and just welcome. went off on our own little world there for a minute we do that that's we do of, that's part of our allure. sorry mo <laughs> sorry mo oh my gosh so welcome to the show everybody we um have a really great topic for you today. We're going to be talking about emotions 101, dealing with feelings. And we're just going to talk about um, a couple of concepts just around feeling and frequency of emotion and what's really happening when we get upset or when we feel rage or when we feel uh, embarrassed or excited or, you know, all the different range of human emotions that we go through. And then where we get kind of tripped up a lot of times in navigating emotions, um, mm-hmm. how we use them as, def- you know, as a defense mechanism, we will shut them down or use anger or whatever. So yeah, we're going to dig into that today. Um but before we do, as always, we have Mr. Smith's lovely segment. Would you rather? Yeah. Right. So this is a uh, listener submission for the Would You Rather, right? Oh, 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 is this one from Maddie? Yeah. Okay, okay. So we've got one uh, from our listeners, and it goes something like this. <laughs> Would you rather give a pig... A piggyback ride or a bear a bear hug i mean absolutely it'd be the pig a bear could rip the shit out of you that's what i was thinking like a pig's just gonna break your back or hurt your back you know like Like, because there is that i've i mean there's some gigantic (laughs) there's some big pigs you're right that's true but it's much better than getting mauled yeah i I can't regardless Right, like I would never give a bear a bear hug. I wouldn't. I mean, that's. I mean, this it, isn't even a good one. I, I would if it was like one of those trained movie ones or something like that, where they were. 
like, you know, like, like it was, all, it yeah, but out in the like wild, yeah, I'm gonna like run up to a bear and give him a bear hug, absolutely. Like Baloo the bear from <laughs> like Baloo, <laughs> Baloo. So yeah, no, I mean for sure. First of all, I love pigs. I love you pigs. do, but you but do love pigs. The handful of times that we've been to the Orange County Fair and have seen some of those pigs, like they are huge. There's some big ass pigs. They had one. Remember that one that was like, it was like as big as a horse. It's out of control, but. There was some, oh, when we went to the Bahamas, in fact, when we go back to the Bahamas, that is something that I really want to do is go swim with the pigs. Oh, yeah. They have an island where the pigs swim across from island to island, huh? I love it. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to do that. We definitely, I mean, that's for for sure. sure. And they have a red sand beach there, too. That's a bucket list thing right all up on that. All right. Let's talk about shit that matters. Let's talk about it. So... I've been kind of in discussions about emotions and I've been thinking about it a lot and reading about it a lot and looking at um, how how much of a driver they are for humans, human behavior, right? Absolutely. Like how many times do we experience an emotion like anger and then that fuels behavior like, you know, you get really, really pissed and then you go key someone's car. I mean, that's super mm-hmm. extreme. Um or you're feeling a huge sense of longing or regret or sadness. You call up your ex who you re- it's really not like a healthy thing for you to do. Right. Right. Like there's so much um, that I think gets kind of convoluted when we think that because we feel something, we must act on it. That's true. And, and that's isn't, not, isn't that that's the whole like the case. human condition though is is feelings? Right. Well, of course. And that's why I wanted to make sure that we covered this, you know, because I I thought this would be good to kind of just get a little like, where does that come into play when you come in contact with personal development, where we're always in the pursuit of joy or feeling happy, Mm. or we're always in the pursuit of a feeling, you know, like, um, you know, everything that we, we learn about money, almost always people want the feeling of freedom. Right. You know, and, and you hear people talking about that all the time about money. Like, it's not really the actual money. It's the feelings you think you're going to get from having it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's the same thing with love. It's it's not that, you know, it, it's more about what you believe love will give you. If I find love, this experience, it's this feeling that I want to feel. Right. Right? So I wanted to read you guys the definition of it. Because I thought this was really quite poignant. This is from Dictionary.com, which is a great app, by the way, if you don't have it on your phone. Um, An effective state of consciousness in which joy, sorrow, fear, hate, or the like is experienced as distinguished from cognitive and volitional states of consciousness. Jeez. So... And I want to break that down. So the first part it's saying it's an effective state of consciousness in which joy, sorrow, fear, hate, whatever is experienced, right? The second part is saying it's different. It's as distinguished from, so it's different from cognitive states of consciousness or volitional. Volitional is just like, you know, of your own volition, like choosing. Right. Like I choose to feel this way right now, right? So that was my big takeaway from this is an emotion is something that we don't necessarily choose all the time i do i do think you you can you can say i want to choose to be happy and then you do things that cultivate 
happiness. that emotion. Right. But I do think for the most part, emotion is something that just occurs. It's not of our own volition. It just comes. It's a human response yeah. to various things in our life, right? <clears throat> so that's another thing that I really wanted to underscore is emotions are fleeting. So you know how like we've talked about, you know, in, in marriage or in relationships, like you don't always feel madly in love with your spouse. Like there's times when you're maybe a little grossed out by them or sure. or yeah. you're like, oh, you're driving me nuts. You bug me. You know, right now you bug or whatever. You know what I mean? So the right. emotional frequency that changes. It's fleeting. The yeah. same is true for anything else. Like let, let's take that example of like being so furious you want to behave out of anger. It abates. Anybody who's been like full of rage, you know that you don't habituate a way of being in rage all the time for most of us. Right. For mo- you know, unless you have severe, you know, behavioral anger issues or things like that. It's different. So the same is true when you're experiencing something that feels like a huge pull, like a pull of, gosh, I just really feel like I need to give voice to this. I need to call this person. I need to call my ex, you know, and all these behaviors come because you're feeling this emotion of longing, sadness, loneliness, loneliness, regret. When most of us, if we really look at those periods of time in our life, they're short. It's a short-lived chapter. Like you might watch a movie and get all bummed out and all discouraged and like sad about your ex or whatever. But then it, you can go out and you can play with your nephew or your kids or you can go on a roller coaster and you might feel something totally different. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, all right. I'm on board. Yeah. You are? <laughs> cool. I'm on board. So the next thing that I wanted to kind of talk about is so what you water yeah. grows so in any of those situations, like, uh, let me give you a, a real life example. So a handful of pods ago, we did one on being married and being attracted to somebody else. Okay. Right? Right. So, I and I shared quite candidly that, you know, we've had a couple of different experiences where I've been really attracted to other people during the course of our relationship and, you know, just that we're human and we feel those things. Right. So... Those sort of attractions and feelings like that can be fleeting. They absolutely can be fleeting unless you water them. Like right. that's your behavioral choice. Mm, that's that's yeah, I see what you're saying. So you're not ever gonna you, you may not necessarily be not attracted to that person. You, you know, it's not like that's just gonna stop. The same way if you are an alcoholic and you want to stop drinking, you're probably never going to stop being attracted to alcohol. It's probably not ever going to lose its allure. So there's a ton of stuff like for us where you might feel an attraction to somebody else. So this is a fleeting feeling of attraction. But if you nurture it and if you think about it all the time and. Send them little notes or texts or, you know, find ways to be in contact with them or something like that. Yeah. It will continue. You will perpetuate that same emotional frequency. The same is true, like, if you're all bummed out over your ex or something and you watch a sad movie. If you continue to do sad shit like that, behaviors 
that nurture that emotion, you will continue to stay in that emotion. I mean, it's pretty basic, right? right? So if you're all bummed out and you're watching that stuff, great. And then you go and you're like, let me stalk his Facebook page and that makes me feel even more worse. And so I'm going to do that and then I'm going to call my friend and we're going to bitch and moan about our failed relationships. <clears throat> and then I'm going to go watch a Lifetime of movie about how sad it is to get dumped on. And then like, you, you know, be depressed, yeah. you are choosing behaviors that nurture that emotion that you either do or don't want to feel right in those situations i'm assuming it's something you don't want to feel right right um so the thing that i really wanted to make mention here because you know if we go back to this this anecdote from our own life i remember very clearly that what i was feeling at the moment um I think I shared with you guys when when we were very newly married, like within the first year of marriage, I was really attracted to a woman. And, you know, so I was, you know, contacting her a lot. We were emailing quite a bit and and you were being so incredible. And like, if she can't talk to me, who can she talk to about it? You know, and just you were so incredible and really understood like she's a she's young. She needs she's experiencing all these random things that you do in your 20s and I want yeah. her to be able to talk to me about it. So you were really great and really supportive. Well, in doing that, I think I gave myself more freedom to connect with her and talk to gotcha. her and stuff like yeah. that. And I remember feeling like it was more exciting for me to contact her than hang out with you, even though I knew I loved you and I was very sure of that. And I remember you, you know, you, you know, we had, you know, our big conversation about it and I got really clear, like, holy shit, I need to act like I need to water this relationship. I need to water, yeah. the, you know, I need to make sure yes, this do. relationship grows. Yes, you do. Yes, I do. <laughs> but I remember thinking, okay, I'm committed to being committed. And sometimes what that means is you don't always feel euphoric and like, oh my gosh, I just want to grab you and like full of all of those riveting love emotions. Yeah. But what you water grows. And I remember very distinctly during that time, I decided like, okay, I need to behave differently and I need to water a different plant here. And I totally shut that down completely. And I felt like you and I hit a huge like amazing stride in our relationship where it just became so euphoric and I felt so connected because I started in a place where I would rather call her or I would rather be talking to her but I'm like no I'm going to water this plant and I'm going to put all my energy here and then the emotions followed suit really powerfully because we did have a great foundation already so my point is is that there's there's sometimes when, and this is where it gets tricky, where you really do need to listen to what your emotions are telling you. And mm. then there's other times when they're not necessarily leading you in the direction. Like I could have been like, oh my gosh, I just got to experience what this is like. I got to see if I'm a lesbian. I've got to go out and do this. But the point was that was fleeting. And if I step back from it for a second, if you let your anger abate, if you let your passion abate for a second, if you let think, if you come out of it for a second, so you can get cognitive and think through it a little bit and look at is this an emotion that I want to nurture? Yeah, get clear on it. Yeah. Do I want to? Does this really? <coughs> is this really something that I want to continue to foster? And then you can 
your behavior can follow suit. So I really think it's a tandem of mind and emotional current. Absolutely. I think it's in tandem. I I don't think it's really healthy to do one over the other all the time. What do you think? Uh, No, I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. I think spirit is in there too. Yeah. Mental, emotional, and spiritual self that all needs to be aligned if you're really going to be committed to something or someone. Yeah. So under that concept of what you water grows, here's what I want you to know is that you are absolutely allowed to feel whatever you feel and then choose your behavior. So there's two totally separate things here. So in that moment when, you know, we had, you had kind of a come to Jesus with me, like this is not healthy for our marriage. This is not good. And I mean, I was 20, but still, yeah, you know, it was, <clears throat> yep. we were pretty fucking evolved for how <laughs> young we were and dealing for with kids. stuff like that for kids. So it wasn't that I was like, Amy, you're bad for feeling that or don't feel what you feel. It was like, no, you allow the space for that, but then you still choose behavior that is supporting what you really, really want. Yeah. So, I mean, same thing in dieting. You know, there's probably plenty of times when you have a fleeting feeling of being lethargic or a feeling of hunger for this delicious cake. It's probably never going to stop sounding delicious yeah right yeah but is it in service of your bigger goals the bigger things that you want to achieve that's where we have to untangle the fleeting piece of emotion because Mm. if you just look at them as the absolute like oh well i've got to see if i'm a lesbian or i've got to just eat this cake it just sounds so good right now it just feels right you know i just think that there's sometimes when let it ride a second and then see if your mind agrees (laughs) <laughs> Let him ride a second. I like that. You know? Um, the other thing, and I'm really curious to get your perspective on this, is that a lot of people will numb emotions and numb their feelings, either with substances or things like that, or just plain old shutting them down. Stuff, yeah. Stuff as a defense mechanism, either, you know, that they felt deeply or something like that at some point in their life and there was a negative repercussion, whether it was with parents or a failed relationship mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that. And it became negative to be vulnerable. Right. Because being vulnerable equals pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a <clears> lot of, for a lot of, excuse me. Oh my gosh. I have the hiccups. Um, for a lot of people. Yeah. That really is the... Yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons why people shut down or or become emotionally unavailable, or, you know, all those things that people complain about when they get into relationships. Right. Or they will use relationship or um, emotional extremes like anger or um, um, fear, guilt, things like that where they will allow themselves to like just be enraptured by an emotion like that Mm. um for a lot of people anger is an easier emotion to tap into because people associate it with power instead of vulnerability and so they're they're faster to tap into anger than you know and not everybody some people are 
you know, that's the one they want to avoid at all costs. So they're passive as all hell. Yeah. Because they just don't want any, don't want any rocking of the boat. So you can change those conditioned responses. So that's the thing is we condition those oftentimes. And I'm not going to say, I'm certainly not, you know, a psychologist or a therapist and I'm not, you know, I don't have any degrees in this. So if we, if you are dealing with a situation where your emotional current is radically in control of you, then this might be well beyond a podcast. Like, right. you know, search out the appropriate parties. Most things are beyond just a podcast. Totally. You know, like this is just a little snippet of things. Yeah. There's so much more work to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and that's also why I do what I do, you know, working with... Yeah. Allow, helping people to give yourself that freedom to feel what you feel, but then know that you are in control of and responsible for your behavior. Hmm. I, you know what I mean? Mic drop moment. Mic drop. <laughs> you usually have like two or three of those per pod. Oh, thanks, babe. <laughs> You're so sweet. But I think that's where we get tangled, you know, especially because, I mean, in myself too, like I'm always pointing people towards what you feel, you know, and I think we can get, we can use that as an excuse. Explain. Well, like that example that I just gave, I could easily be like, well, I just feel like I'm a lesbian. I just feel like I need to go try this out when it was like, no, I just got kind of enraptured for a moment. I'm very clear that that's, and in absolutely in retrospect, that was absolutely the best choice ever. Thank you. Um, Of course, you know, but you're young and you're going through different sorts of emotions. And you do that at various stages in your life. We are more apt to experience intense emotion around things like um, a major job transition, dealing with having a baby, buying a home, um, uh, getting divorced, uh, going through menopause, go midlife stuff. Like we, there are certain things in our life where we'll hit crazy intense emotions that we think now need to dictate our behavior. Mm-hmm. And really, what it is, I think, is looking at the bigger picture of what do I really want for my life. And what do, how do I really want to feel in my life? Do yeah. I want to feel powerful and joyful and happy? I do the same work. It's crazy. We do the same work. We do the same work, just different. Different uh, vessels. Yeah. Same destination. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's wild. So, yeah. And so the point is to look at this overall big picture. And am I choosing behaviors that actually support that? Yeah. Because the immediacy of choosing something that just suffices like an immediate feel good right. is not always in service of our biggest life and what we really, really want. I get the same thing, except people are like, oh, I didn't you know, uh, practice any of the homework you gave me around um, working on my posture. But they still want the results of better posture. Mm-hmm. Right? And you're, I'm like, well, you have to be aware of that. You have to make a conscious decision. Right. It's like, oh, well, I got too busy. and th-. Those are exactly the moments when you need to be paying attention. And it's in those moments yes. of flurry and 
uh, exacerbation and overwhelm. Tired, overwhelm. Uh, those are the times when those tools have to be the most mm-hmm. uh, uh, founding, right? Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's a perfect example because in the moment, they feel tired. They feel overwhelmed. Right. They feel these certain frequencies, which oftentimes will come with a physiological manifestation. So that's why when we feel fear or anxiety, we have heart palpitations uh-huh. or we get sweaty palms. That's right. That's or right. you get embarrassed. It's a visceral response. You get embarrassed. You have fl- a flushed face. Mm-hmm. So you're tired. There's actual exhaustion. You feel lack of energy, right? So in those moments, somebody could easily say, oh, I just can't, I can't, I don't have... I can't right now. I, I can't, can't. I can't do this one thing that if I chose a different behavior, it's actually in service of how I really want to feel exactly. on a grand scheme of things. Or the really, uh, the way you want to show up or the way that you want to uh, be um, viewed, whatever. Well, even like the example that I gave about relationships is like, well, then don't you want, like, do you want, a happy, healthy relationship? Well, is this behavior based off of this fleeting attraction to somebody healthy? Is that helping you in your uh, goal for a better relationship? Right. Right. And it definitely gets tangled up when your relationship isn't healthy to begin with. That's when it gets really fucking tangly. Absolutely. Because sometimes that is where you need to pursue your behavior. It's a different answer every single time. Too many variables, yeah. But that's why it's our responsibility to get in touch with what is happening for us in the moment. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I love to suggest is to turn up the volume on how you want to feel and call out your emotions in the moment. So for instance, if this was your client who you had given this homework to, tell them, you know, when you are presented with a homework assignment and you're supposed to be doing this body stuff, say out loud how you feel. Yeah. I feel tired. I feel angry. I feel irritated. I feel overwhelmed. And say it out loud. Like actually say it out loud. Because when we're running around in our head, it's an amazing excuse. Mm-hmm. But when you throw it out there and you look at, okay, that is just what I'm feeling temporarily. Now what behavior is best in service of me? Right. Given that I'm feeling tired right now, is it the best thing for me to not do my exercises that my therapist asked me to do? Or should I push through? Like, And it's a different answer every time. Yeah. Sometimes self-care is more important in, in rest. Yeah. But it's important for us to start untangling it so that we can make the best choices for ourselves. You made a good point. And um, I want to just kind of caveat on it. Um, <clears throat> I had a client that was wanting to be out of hip pain, but every time we met with her, she's like, the pain is right here. The pain is right here. And she kept focusing on that hip pain. And I said, if you keep focusing on your hip pain, your hip pain is going to continue because that's what you're focused on. Right. How about the rest of your body? What's the rest of your body feel like? Right. What's the rest of your relationship feel like mm-hmm. other than just this fleeting moment of, of passion or whatever Ooh, it might be, yeah. right? Where where does it lead you and where do you really want to focus your energy? Yeah. Yeah. And it could be different answers. Again, different like answers. I said, like it might be like, you know what? Yeah, that's true. I've done everything I can in this marriage. I'm yeah. ready to walk out. 
you yeah. know i'm in whether or not this other person is what i'm going to pursue or not it's showing me what's possible and it's clear to me not, this isn't going to happen in my marriage right you know it's so it's going to happen here yeah but the point is is that you're not behaving simply off of passion you, that you're actually looking at it and going no that emotional frequency of passion right there i do want to pursue i do want to water that because i want more of that right instead of feeling like we are like victims to our emotions mm-hmm. and we have to act on them because they feel a certain way that's hmm. really the different component so what tools do you have to do that well one of the things that is really turning up this volume. So the volume. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of things. One is um, to recognize if you're somebody who has shut your emotions off. Uh-huh. Like, are you somebody who's not in touch with emotion? Um, if that's the case, then you can start asking yourself just daily. Start asking yourself, how do I want to feel today? Yeah. Just so that you can start tapping into it. And it's far less vulnerable than dealing with a bunch of other people. It's just looking at how do I want to feel today? Another piece of that is what I mentioned earlier, and that's calling it out. Like actually just saying, even even if you're in the heat of the moment with your partner and you guys are like fighting like crazy, just even saying to yourself like, I am furious right now. Does that mean I need to slam the door and run out on this person? That might not be, that may be the behavior you need to do. I don't know. It may, yeah. And that may not be the behavior you need. You might want to say, holy shit, I am so furious right now. This is what's worked well for us. Like, we need to not be around each other for a couple hours. Right. That's, and that's need where we space. need to go. Need some space. Right. Yeah, but it's because we truly acknowledge how we feel in the moment. Yeah. Like, I am so furious. I can't even look at you, you know? Yeah, and yeah. fortunately, that hasn't happened Doesn't in happen. ages. Yeah, yet. it's been a while. But I think it's also because we employ a lot of this stuff that, I mean, all this stuff that we, got our we toolbox. share. We got our toolbox. Right. <laughs> That's true. So the other thing that I want everybody to really understand that I've kind of talked about this before is I, I don't ever want you to vote on how you feel um, and say, like, I shouldn't be attracted to that person. I shouldn't be angry about this or I shouldn't feel overwhelmed when all these other people have way more things on their plate it's not about voting on what you feel like you always allow room for that Mm -hmm. acknowledge it acknowledge what is happening and then the second part is choose your behavior the choose the behavior that really is in service of you right wow that's that's huge we could do that like on a regular basis yeah what um uh, enlightened beings we'd be yeah you know well and I, I really feel like there's a cultural phenomenon that's happening now i mean we see it with like a huge influx of um of new coaches and i i really think like oprah's super soul sunday and thought leaders in tedx and like a lot of focus on personal development has really hit the forefront in the last handful of years and i think there's really a consciousness awakening happening awesome you know which is great which is really really great and we're we're shaking up a lot of old social norms or stigmas or things that we feel we must you know acclimate to and assimilate in right you know it's not necessarily the truth anymore so and all of this stuff is practice. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the one thing that um, I think is the most important to take away is that 
it's not one of those things that you just like, oh, I've got it. I'm good. Like it is a constant, constant uh, challenge and practice. Absolutely. For sure. Well, and I, I say that all the time. It's like you don't work out and get physically fit and then quit. Yeah. You maintain. Yeah. So you do the things that foster maintenance. So, and when, when you... When people work with me one-on-one, we develop a maintenance plan, like something that is going to keep you in this new habit. Um, and if you guys haven't done so already, you if you swing by thejoyjunkie.com, you can grab my um, my freebie product called Stand Up For Yourself Without Being a Dick. And it gives you nine different challenges to really help cultivate self-confidence, self-love. And it's a lot of this stuff, like amplifying the awareness on what you really do want in your life instead of feeling like we're just pulled along. Yeah. Um, and it's just awareness. Yeah. It's just awareness. That's it. And then knowing we have choice. And that's, I think it's a fallacy that we've lived under for a long time thinking we don't have choice around things right i can't speak up because then they're gonna think this or i can't do that because then this and i'm like no so what yes you can yeah and i think it's starting to shift and change a little bit so if you haven't grabbed that oh my god please grab that it's totally free you can get it in ebook or audiobook version um if if you just go to thejoyjunkie.com you'll find it so all that free shit you got all that free shit and then more awesome stuff coming up next week i'm gonna tell you all about it so, so yeah, hopefully that's a little bit, a little helpful because I think it, we get convoluted and we get like, oh, well, if I feel something, I just need to go for it. Yeah. It's not always. Impulsive. But I think it's, you know, you need to pay attention if it's habitual, if you feel it over sometimes and over Sometimes impulse again. is good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes it is. But it's being consciously choosing, I'm going with this impulse. Yeah. Instead of, I have no choice. Right, right. We always have choice. Always a choice. All right. Anything else you wanted to add? You had some great insight. I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. No, I'm good. I, th- I, uh, I think we covered it well. All right. Rock on. Rock on, hard on. Rock on, hard on. All right. <laughs> so hopefully you guys got a little, some nuggets of wisdom. As always, we would love to hear from you. So if you are by the site, grabbing your free stuff, uh, go to this episode and just let us know what your biggest takeaway was. And we are definitely not above begging for iTunes reviews. Those of you who've done it, I appreciate it so much. I'm on my knees right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey Got to go. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I hope you guys have an amazing week. We'll see you around these parts next week. And here's to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Out.